Quiero que piensen conmigo en eso, porque esta cuestión de la raíz, when it comes to the roots, that you, when you are planted, cuando, cuando estás, cuando piensas en tu, en tu posición, de la que estamos describiendo, that root that we're describing is going to determine the destination. The roots determine the destination. So, if you want to put it this way, porque otra vez, es extremadamente importante que traigas tu boarding pass cuando vas a volar. Without the boarding pass, you're going nowhere. Are you tracking? But the boarding pass is not the goal. It's simply the beginning. Entonces, estar arraigado, enraizado, that's not the win. You, you don't want to simply have the root. You want to create the purpose, which in this case, if you're using an analogy of a, of a tree, estás, tienes que echar fruto, sería? Porque esa es la razón por la cual tienes raíces. Tienes raíces para eventualmente dar fruto. So, when we read 2 Peter, um, I want to just, I wanna just uh, tell you a couple of things in regards to, to this letter that are extremely important so we can understand and see what is taking place. Para, para, que veamos, para que veamos la razón por qué esta conversación es relevante e importante. A couple of things. If you look at the screen. First Peter, en Primera de Pedro, the issue was, or the purpose, eso se le conoce como occasional letters, which means something is going on that, you know, brings the writer to write, to say, to speak, to communicate. Dos cosas. ¿Cuáles son? En español, ¿qué serían? En Primera de Pedro. Persecución, persecución y... Okay, so suffering and persecution. That's what's going on. The church is going through... Persecution, and they're going through suffering. So Peter is going to speak to them. In 2 Peter, apparently the issue now is false teachers. Hay doctrina falsa, maestros falsos que se han infiltrado en la iglesia. So please put that in the context. Put that in the framework as we go through, you know, this weekend. La iglesia está en problemas internos y externos. So internally, it's because people have, you know, infiltrated. Están dentro de la iglesia y están, ¿saben qué es la palabra counterfeit? ¿Cómo se dice en español counterfeit? Cuando piensan en un billete que está counterfeit. Falsificado o falso, ¿sí? O sea, si no es auténtico, pero se, ve, se ven como auténticos, ¿no? Have you seen, I mean, have you ever seen a, a, a counterfeit bill? Pero los que son falsos se ven como auténticos. E inclusive, this is how you know when you are dealing with a counterfeit bill. ¿Saben cómo sabes? ¿Cómo identificarlos? Los, los, los billetes que son falsos. Usan un marcador. Which is true, pero aparte de eso, ¿qué, qué más puede ser? Watermark, definitely. Es, también eso, definitivamente. Pero en reality, todos esos son importantes. Pero esos yo diría que son para confirmar. I think, Sergen. Eh, de, definitivamente. Eh, lo que quieres hacer, especialmente en el banco, porque the, you know the tellers, bank tellers, those are the ones who are experts on you know identifying things. La manera en que sabes lo que es counterfeit es conociendo lo que es auténtico. You gotta know what is real so you can distinguish when something is counterfeit. No es auténtico. Entonces, piensa en lo que está pasando porque en la iglesia, the issue was not the counterfeiting, you know, teaching that has been, in, you know, uh, 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 integrated or has penetrated the church. That, was, that wasn't the issue. Although it's not the issue. The issue is that the church didn't know how to identify it. Entonces, como si tienes, imagínate, que tienes cáncer. El problema no es que tienes cáncer, pero si, si puedes identificarlo, ¿cómo decimos? Early. You get a better chance. Porque, otra vez, el problema, si tienes cáncer y no lo has identificado, mucha gente para cuando se da cuenta, ¿qué decimos? Spreads. Y la persona, la primera vez que lo ve el doctor, ya está en stage 4. Y dices tú, 
¡Wow! Entonces, se dan cuenta que el problema no fue el cáncer. El problema fue no identificarlo. So, translate what I'm saying on what is taking place in the church. Apparently, the issue with those false teachers es lo que se le conoce como antinomian Gnosticism. Y son palabras media raras, rebuscadas, pero en español sería el gnosticismo antinomianista. And I'm just going to explain what that means, okay? Lo que significa, el gnosticism is just a philosophy, a mindset that existed back then. I think today still exists in different shapes and forms. Pero es una filosofía griega. The Greek philosophy is what, you know, penetrated. But, but here's the point, here's the point. Ese gnosticism was a major problem. It was the anti-Christian Philosophy. Se ha penetrado y la palabra antinomian lo que significa es que ellos pensaban that they were above the law, that they were the exception to the rule, that the law didn't apply to them. I don't know if you ever met people like that. De personas que piensan que son la excepción. A mí nunca me va a pasar. Entonces, puedo comer pura junk food como quiera. Nothing's going to happen to me. Well, nothing's going to happen to you now, but when you get to my age, you'll see the results of eating junk food. Or, you know, ¿Me explico? Porque... I mean, por algo son rules, you know, las rules, you don't break rules, rules break, break you. Now, you may think that you are the exception to the rule, ¿me explico? Pero, en fin, el punto es que los antinomians es los que pensaban que, es, antinomian es esto, soy hijo de Dios, therefore, since I'm a child of God, si soy hijo de Dios, then no matter what I do, I'm still going to heaven. No matter what I do, no, no, no importa cómo viva, qué haga con mi cuerpo, qué haga con mi dinero, qué haga con mi, you know, which obviously that's not going to fly. That's apparently what is taking place. Now, here's how I'm going to illustrate antinomianism. This is, this is antinomianism. This is, esta es la manera en que mucha gente en aquel tiempo pensaba y creo que hoy en día. I'm going to say this again. Having roots or being rooted, ¿sí? el, el, el poder estar um, en esta experiencia de sentar las bases, si lo pueden pensar de esta manera. You can see, you can see what is called germination. Están haciendo la plantita. So your life with Christ, this is how it looks when you come to know Christ. ¿Me explico? Es la creación de algo nuevo. Coming to know Christ is not the improvement of your life. It's the beginning of a brand new life. And it's not your life. It's the life of Jesus in you. Entonces, eso es extremadamente importante porque lo que está en la pantalla no es el mejoramiento de una planta, es el nacimiento de algo completamente nuevo. Algo que no existía. Entonces, ser salvo, venir a Cristo, no es que mi vida ha mejorado. Eso está incluido. Pero Cristo no vino para mejorar la vida de uno, ni Cristo, I don't know if you want to write this down. Cristo no vino para decirte cómo puedes estar bien con Dios. Cristo vino a hacer lo necesario para que estés bien con Dios. In other words, what you don't want to do is read the Bible and simply find what Jesus told us to do so you can do it and then hopefully you get it. You get to that place. No. What Jesus did, he came and did what we were supposed to do. He did it, and now we simply we put our trust in him. Ponemos nuestra confianza en él basado en lo que él hizo. So, I know I'm going a little fast. But, but anyways, my point I'm trying to convey to you is que esto es extremadamente importante. But I'm going to say this very, very, this is extremely important. This is, this is, this is necessary. Pero esto yo lo pondría en la misma, la misma categoría de lo que es el boarding pass. When, you, when you're going to fly, you need a boarding pass. Tracking, which implies you pay for your, for your airfare. I mean, uh, ya, ya lo tienes el, board, el boarding pass, pero de nada me sirve el boarding pass si me pongo en el wrong flight or if I miss the flight. Does that make sense? So if you're a Christian, this is non-negotiable. 
But this is not the win. This is the beginning. Here's the win. The win is for you and I to actually bring fruit. En otras palabras, lo que quieres es llegar a tu destination. Si tienes un boarding pass, pues, ¿de qué me sirve anoche o ayer haber venido para acá si no llego al campamento? ¿Cuál es el propósito de manejar tan lejos, verdad? We were supposed to be here. So, all, all that to say, es, es lo que estamos hablando, estamos hablando acerca de esto. Cuando hablamos de estar rooted, que estamos, que estamos en esta experiencia de echar raíz en nuestra vida, es importante y necesaria, pero esa no es la meta. La meta es producir fruto. Which, by the way, just a quick side note. What you see on the screen right now, that is unavoidable. You will produce fruit. The only question is, what kind of fruit you're producing? That's the only question. ¿Me explico? Es inevitable. Lo va, vas a producir. Y, y otra vez, de acuerdo a la palabra de Dios, when you look at the Bible, that right there, this is antinomian. Antinomian, which was the problem in the church, is this. Yes to Jesus, but I get to determine this. That's antinomianism. Es decir, vengo a Cristo, pero lo que voy a producir por los próximos 20, 15, 30, 60 años, whatever, however long you're going to be on this earth, the fruit that you're going to produce is up to you. Based on your experiences, your desires, uh, your understanding, who mama was and grandmama, the church that I come from. Escuchan ese, esa mentalidad de, 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 de autonomy, and this is what I want, how I want it, what I think, what happened to me, what they did to me, or what I've done. All of that is important, but I don't think that's the main issue. You are not the main issue. I'm not the main thing. It's about that fruit that has been set, established, y está descrito ese fruto ya como literalmente la expresión o la experiencia. Okay, so talk to me. Does that make sense? Is this making sense? So Paul, I mean, Peter is dealing with this at the, at the church level. Uh, rápidamente, algunas otras cosas. I'm going to tell you why this mattered back then, and then I'm going to tell you why it matters today. Aparentemente hace dos mil años. Esa es la razón que esto era importante. Estas cartas, estas epístolas, Second Peter is one of them, and all of them in the New Testament, they're written with this thing in mind, the coming of Jesus Christ, el regreso de Cristo. Now, I don't know if you guys wonder or thought or anyone has asked you, pero con todo lo que está pasando en Israel and around the world, people ask, is this the end time? I mean, is this, you know, where is this going? How, is Jesus coming back? What, what's going on with AI? Y el famoso uh, um, artificial intelligence. I mean, are they going to take over? Is that lead? I mean, all these questions, listen to me for a second. Es, esta cuestión del second coming of Jesus, um, this, is where the, this is one of the reasons why they needed to hear from Peter, and I think we need to hear from Peter today or this weekend. Dos razones. Ahí están en la pantalla. Número uno, the coming of Jesus It's been preached, it's been taught, it's been presented with the certainty that Jesus is coming back. Now, this is important because what we're not saying, Peter is not saying, I'm not saying, if you believe that he's coming back. Lo que tú crees es importante, pero no es lo más importante. Lo más importante es lo que Cristo cree o creyó. What he said and what he guaranteed. And he said that he was coming back. And guess what? He's coming back. He's coming back. The question is, what does that mean and what's it got, got to do with me? Bueno, pues, una de las cosas que tiene que ver eso is, is this right here. Because when he comes back, he's not coming back. He's not coming back to save people. See, this is salvation. 
Is this, is this analogy okay for salvation? Porque otra vez, esto no implica que mi vida es mejor, que mi vida ha cambiado. No, no, es la vida de alguien más. It's a brand new experience. It's Jesus in me. So, cuando Él venga, Él no viene a hacer esto. Él viene to determine whether this is acceptable or not. Are you tracking with me? So, el apóstol Pedro, hablando a la iglesia, está en esa situación donde está batallando con gente que convenencieramente ha divorciado lo que es estar rooted y lo que es dar fruto. When you divorce, which by the way, the Bible presents these two images, salvation and the purpose of salvation, as a one single experience. Please listen, this is important, this is important. Esto que está aquí en la pantalla, this is the reason why you are saved. Esta es la razón por la cual eres salvo. ¿Qué es el punto? El punto es de que el dar fruto no es la evidence que tú eres salvo. El dar fruto es simply the result that you are saved, not the evidence. And I'm saying the evidence because the word evidence potentially sounds like you want to prove, you want to guarantee, you want to make sure that you know what I went through and I believe and I really, really believe because I'm going through crisis of faith and I don't know exactly what I believe or not. I mean, I don't go to church anymore. I'm thinking about not going to church. You know, whatever you go through life, whatever. You know, and again, everybody goes through phases. Pasamos por diferentes etapas, situaciones. El dar fruto es simplemente la razón por la cual has venido a Cristo. So, so again, here's the point. The point is that in the second coming of Jesus, there is certainty. Cristo viene por segunda vez. Now, guys, I told you from the beginning. In 1 Peter, tienes persecution and suffering. And then in 2 Peter, tienes la cuestión de false teaching. So there's confusion. Divisiveness, bullying, uh, prejudice, uh, racism. Are you tracking? Dentro de la iglesia, todo lo que acabo de decir. Now, if your context, if your life and your marriage and your kids and your grandkids and your parents and your economy and your feelings and your emotions and relationships are going through hell, if you're going through persecution, you're going through suffering, you're going through confusion, trust me what I'm about to say. You want Jesus to come back because you're at the place where, man, this is not making any sense. The more that I try, the more that I commit, the more that I give, the more that I surrender, the more that I forgive, the more I feel betrayed, the more I feel abandoned. The more that I try to follow Jesus, the more distant he feels to me. I don't know if you've been through that scenario. Pero la persecución que está... Entonces, esto es importante porque la urgencia de que ellos querían que Cristo viniera. So, once again, uh, by the way, just quick parenthesis. I am of the mindset, and I'm speaking from my personal experience and then what I see around us. I think people today in the churches don't really think about Jesus' second coming. Batallamos para hablar de la segunda venida de Cristo porque si somos honestos, we're way too comfortable in this world. We're just, I mean, we're just accumulating too much and enjoying it too much and just, we're just, um, what's the word? Lo que, lo que nos ha pasado es que al distraernos de esto, when you get distracted from the, from the win, from the goal, Potentially what happens, instead of living by faith, you live by sight. Empiezas, empiezas a tomar decisiones exclusivamente basado, es what, what I call a sensical driven person. ¿Recuerdan los senses? The hearing, the smelling, the tasting, the sight, the touching. Entonces, todas las decisiones que tomamos, adivinas qué? Las procesas a través de lo que sientes, lo que piensas, lo que todo. ¿Me explico? And, and you know, and I hope and you know, that there is, as much as there is a visible world, what we're seeing today, which is extremely important, right? There is an invisible world. Hay un mundo invisible también. ¿No? ¿Sí conmigo? O sea, suena too spooky eso. ¿Sí? ¿Estamos conscientes de ello? Hay un mundo que no vemos. Hay un mundo de maldad. El Dios que adoramos es un Dios invisible. ¿Me explico? Hay un espíritu, que es el Espíritu Santo, 
puesto en nosotros, que crea la regeneración, crea... So, all that... I, I'm, just, I'm just bringing this up to you guys, and, and again, just reminding of what we're talking about, because the certainty of the coming of Jesus is simply the ability to process suffering, to process persecution, and seasons of confusion. Look at me for a second. Suffering, persecution, and seasons of confusion. You process those things through your senses. So you got to use your brain. you got to use your emotions. But it's more than your senses. Entonces, no estoy en contra de que pienses, entiendas, razones las cosas. You, ha you have to know why you believe and what you believe. ¿Me explico? Tienes que saber por qué. No puedes nada más tener lo que se llama blind faith. De que porque mi mamá va a la iglesia, pues yo tengo que ver. Porque es lo que me enseña, me explico, me bauticé porque... No, no. Tienes que saber. Pero es más que eso. So it begins with your rationale. You need to understand why. Pero hay un momento en la conversación, sobre todo in the context of suffering and pain and dissolution and betrayal and the things that make no sense, you're going to have to deal with faith. You're going to have to deal with the, with the real, do I really trust God? Am I going to be able to actually make a decision and process the irreversible losses through what is to come? Y lo que está por venir es precisamente otra vez, la venida de Cristo. So that's the context of the letter. Is, is this making sense? So anyways, so that's the context. Now, he, here, here's the challenge. And here's where it gets really, really difficult for these people and I think for us as well. No solamente Cristo viene por segunda vez, que es la certeza, certainty, certeza. Pero vean lo que dice abajo. Every generation preaches and teaches, and today we're doing it. We're preaching and teaching that Jesus is coming back. When is he coming back? That's the big question. We do not know. We just know that he's coming back. We just don't know when. So what, what does that mean? Well, what that means is that the reality of Jesus' return is the reality of one single generation. Every generation preaches that he's coming back. Toda generación tiene que decir y proclamar que Cristo viene, pero solamente una generación va a encontrarse con Cristo. The way the Bible describes this coming of Christ is that that generation is going to go through severe, ¿qué cosa? Persecution. Es el distinctiveness de aquellos que van a ver a Cristo regresar. Personally, I don't think that's us. I don't think we're going to get, I don't think Jesus is coming in our generation. Now, obviously, I can be completely, you know, wrong, right? Porque he's going to come back whenever he wants to come back. Pero lo que enseña la Biblia, que esa realidad de una sola generación, esa generación va a conocer, en otras palabras, here's my point. And this is going to sound a little egocentric. I don't want to be a part of that generation that sees Jesus coming back. <laughs> Because it's going to be really, really, really difficult. That's all that I'm trying to say, right? I mean, that's what the Bible teaches. Now, again, I'm saying this just egocentrically. I love to see Jesus. I love to do a selfie with him. I love to be one of the first ones to post it on social media that he's coming back. But, uh, dude, I don't know. I don't know when he's coming back. All that I know is that when he does come back, there are some specific signs and specific things. Uh, anyways, all that to say that um, I, just want you, I just want to see verse 17. Porque el, el, el theme verse de nosotros es el 18. Pero el 17, y con esto los voy a dejar. Aquí vamos a terminar ya. Con el 17, quiero que vean ese preamble. Porque el 18 es our theme verse for the weekend. Pero on, on 17, el you es un y'all. Es a plural you. It's not a you as a singular. No, no eres tú. ¿Qué sería el plural, el plural, plural de tú? Ustedes. Ustedes, ¿verdad? Entonces, lo que está en la, ahí en la pantalla, y no sé si tienen Biblia en español, pero en español debe, debe decir ustedes, el 17. Segundo de Pedro 3, 17. Because the Bible is typically... Guys, listen, listen. This is extremely important. I'm going to go back to this, Okay. What you see on the screen, if this is the win, if this is the goal, 
If this is what it's all about, this is, this is game time, this is the Super Bowl, this is the main thing right here. Not simply heaven when you die. Si el punto no es que simplemente evites el infierno y llegues al, al cielo. El punto es que mientras estás en la tierra, ¿qué cosa? Por sus frutos los conoceréis. ¿Verdad? O sea, es, here's the point. If this is the case of this is the win, lo que estamos hablando aquí, y otra vez, esto no está en las notas, pero se los doy como, como quiera gratis, no cobro por esta. I don't believe, I really don't believe, based on what I understand in the Bible, that you can get to this place of fulfilling and getting to the place of experiencing the reason why you have come to know Christ. No, esto no es una experiencia with a you singular. No, no es alguien que lo hace. En otras palabras, esto que está aquí es personal. Tú tienes que entregar tu vida a Cristo personalmente. Tracking? Nobody can believe for you. No puedes tener la fe de tus padres o tus abuelos. Tiene que ser tu propia experiencia con Cristo. But once you come to know Christ, every single thing moving forward is corporate. It's communal. It's for the sake of others. You do it with others so others can know. No? Yes? Sí? No? Conmigo? This is why I hope that even this weekend launches in us a deep desire for the local church. ¿Por qué? Porque esto que está en la pantalla, again, this is just my understanding. You, you can disagree with me if you want to. We can talk about it during lunch if you want to. Three quick things. Number one, if or since, right here, screen. Esto es la obra del Espíritu Santo. You are saved by grace, through faith in Christ, by Jesus. No por obras, dice el apóstol Pablo, para que nadie se gloríe. It's not by works, so no one will boast. Tracking? Entonces, la obra del Espíritu Santo. El mismo Espíritu, the same Spirit that comes into your life, not to improve it, but to bring newness. O sea, crea algo nuevo. El mismo Espíritu es el mismo Espíritu que necesitas para que lleve esto. This is not the result of commitment. This is not the result of seriousness. And I remember I hit rock bottom. Pero ahora sí, me he comprometido con Dios porque cuando estaba en la high school, I remember when my mom, X, Y, tracking with me. Tu experiencia es importante, but that's not the crucial point. The crucial point is the work of the Holy Spirit. Nobody comes to know Christ just because they got it. You saying yes to the gospel is the result of your regeneration. I, my understanding of the Bible is that you are You are rich. Eres hecho una nueva criatura primero antes de decir que sí. Cuando dices que sí al evangelio is the result of what happened to you. I don't know if I'm making sense. Because the only thing you contributed es como cuando nace, ¿se acuerdan la historia de Lázaro? Lázaro, que estaba, ¿por cuánto tiempo estuvo en la tumba? ¿Y recuerdan que Cristo viene? Jesus shows up and what does he do? He just calls out Lazarus. Here's my question. How much did Lazarus contribute? ¿Cuánto contribuyó Lázaro para su resurrección? Where was Lazarus? Where was he? Literally, in the graveside. Estaba muerto. Y él salió, ¿por qué? Porque sintió comezón y se quitó. Y dijo, ah, aquí está muy caliente. ¿Por qué salió Lázaro? Porque literalmente, ¿quién le habló? Le habló aquel que cuando él dice las cosas... Adivinen qué, 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 qué pasa. When Jesus says something, okay, what's my point? That's exactly what happens to you if you're a Christian. You were, you were not semi-dead, almost dead. You didn't look like dead. You were dead. And you came to know Christ because he called you from your deadness. So, cuando él te llama, tu espíritu pasa de muerte a vida, respondes y dices sí al evangelio. Now, I'm bringing this up to you guys because most of us, 
understand that and believe that. Our struggle is right here. We believe that this now is up to, it's up to me. My commitment, my seriousness, my knowledge, my striving, my eagerness. Or maybe, maybe I used to be committed, but ahorita ando como que, eh, I don't know, eh, you know. Empiezo a crear un poquito de apatía, right? It's just indifference sometimes. Or you just lost it. I mean, I don't have the same drive. Now, again, everybody goes through that. This is why your salvation is not up to you. Your salvation is up to him. And the last time I checked, he's pretty reliable. Does that make sense? So I'm not saved because I'm faithful and I know I'm a pastor. No, no. I'm saved in spite of what I know and what I've experienced. Now, todo eso lo estoy diciendo una vez más por la cuestión de esta cuestión de community. Cuando hablamos acerca del goal, guys, de este goal, es through the work of the Holy Spirit. And by the way, the Holy Spirit only, 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 only works through the scriptures, through the Bible. So if you don't know the Bible, you're in trouble because you don't know how he's going to work. Does that make sense? If you, need to, if you need to experience this, this is through the preaching and the teaching of the Bible. This is why you need to come to church. Because that's where the Bible is constantly presented. Does that make sense? So, otra vez, el Espíritu Santo lo hace a través de la palabra de Dios in community. So, those are the three things that I want you to take with you. It's the work of the Holy Spirit through the scriptures in community. Esto, al principio, es personal, pero esto es corporal. So, a Christian without a church is a Christian that is destined to look like this the rest of his life. And that's a problem. Does that make sense? Because we have a lot of picture of these guys when they were born 25 years ago, 23 years ago, and 21 years ago. But it will be very disturbing if you knew that we brought these three guys in car seats. <laughs> Con esos cuerpos que tienen grandotes. Si vinieron en car seats ahorita los tres, Serio, Josué no va a caber en un car seat. ¿Me explico? ¿Por qué? Porque cuando naces, it's expected for you to develop and fulfill. Los escucharon que ya acabaron college y que no sé qué y todo eso. That's expected. Does that make sense? It's, it's supposed to happen. It's not accidental. No sucede por accidente y chiripada. Ha costado mucho trabajo. Ya, ¿Me explico? Dedicación. Pero es porque tienes, tienes un objetivo en mente. So the church, 2,000 years ago, they were or at least most of them, they were born again. They, era, eran seguidores de Cristo, simplemente que había negociado, ¿qué cosa? The purpose, the reason, where is this going? So, se presenta persecución, se presenta, ¿qué más? Sufrimiento y fa false teaching. And it's the, perfect, per it's the perfect scenario for you to stay there. And eventually some people, as we're going to see, some people, this is going to die out. Y eso explica por qué muchos se entregaron, se bautizaron, y de repente, ¿qué dijimos? ¿Y qué pasó con esa familia? ¿Qué pasó con ella? What, what happened to him? Well, part of it is because there was no clear picture of where this was going. So tenían el boarding pass, no sabían cuál era el flight, o se subieron al wrong flight. That could happen. You get the wrong, wrong flight. Y eventualmente vino la persecución, vino el sufrimiento, vino la confusión, una experiencia emocional, una experiencia con mom, con dad, in the church, whatever the case may be. You get distracted and the rest is history. Does that make sense? So, anyways, so here's the thing. I want you, therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand. ¿Qué es lo que quiere que sepan? 
Quiere que sepan que esta cuestión de false teaching in the church, in your life, is always a clear and present reality. Siempre va a existir esto. Siempre va a existir. Siempre, 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 siempre. Y, y lo voy a decir una vez más. The issue for me is not that there is false teaching, false misadvertising, and counterfeit experiences. The issue is when you and I don't know the difference between authenticity, lo que es auténtico. Si no sabemos la diferencia entre lo que es auténtico y lo que es counterfeit. That is the issue. So, la esperanza...